now for our next interview, another, you know, sort of, I guess, quote unquote, unsexy part of, of running your business is compliance. So let's go ahead and bring in Nick Salas. He is the COO of Fleet Drive 360. So welcome in, Nick. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, now in a, a similar fashion, I was listening to another interview that that you had done, Truck and Hustle. So shout out to them. They've been a guest on the show, you know, a couple times. Um, always really, really great insight. And and what I thought was really interesting about your your background is that you come from the construction side of things. So you're on the shipper side of things where you're having, you know, folks reach out to you in order to haul your freight. Now you're on the other side of things where you are helping the haulers of freight. So, so give us a little bit of a, a background into why you, you joined the trucking industry and, and specifically started up, you know, Fleet Drive 360. So the reason I joined is all about our leadership team. And it's not necessarily what you do in life, but the manner in which you do it that really makes a difference. So I, the, the guys that I was exposed to, Kevin, our CEO, uh, Ohm and DeMarco is our CMO and CTO. Uh, they've been in this business for a long time. They have a passion for this business. They ran into problems that they experienced while running dispatchers and carriers and factoring businesses. Uh, and it was their frustration that led to the creation of this product. So when I sat down with them and, and got a chance to hear the story of this business and, and kind of hear what they wanted to do and, and the passion they had behind it, it was hard not to just jump in with both feet. Um, you know, it's helping people. And I grew up in small business. I grew up utilizing these services and being able to, to help people uh, to drive money to their bottom line, kind of like your last, uh, last guest was talking about, uh, and to take one of those lists of things of all the stuff they have to do to, to kind of minimize that or clean it up. Uh, making their life easier. Uh, that was important to me. And so with, with, with Fleet Drive 360, you, you talk about compliance. Now, at, at a very high level, what does compliance refer to in the trucking industry? Man, there's so many different uh, <laughs> ways you can space that out. It's And like you said, not a single one of them is attractive. Uh, so compliance could be drug and alcohol testing, random testing pools. It could be record keeping. It could be maintenance logs. Um, it could simply be just the interview process and hiring process. The, the compliance kind of phrase or world touches almost every aspect of what these guys do. Uh, and there's no really easy or clean way for them to know what they need to do. And that's kind of where we came in. And so when you're, you're, I guess, talking about from a compliance standpoint, Fleet, Fleet Drive 360, what does that, is it, is it a, it's a SaaS-based solution? Um, how does it sort of, I guess, fit into the work day? How are, you know, how are you onboarding a new person? What are they coming to you to, to what problem are you solving for them? Okay. Uh, it's funny. We were just talking about this on our leadership chat channel. So the problems that we are solving is two of them. One is return on attention. And that to me is the single most important thing that any business owner, regardless of their, their business should be focusing on. How much time and effort am I putting into an issue? And then what return do I see from that time and effort to my bottom line? Um, you know, am I spending the limited time that I have in the wisest manner? Um, so I, I'd see that that's the biggest problem that we're solving is we're letting them know when they need to pay attention to compliance. We're giving them an alert system and notification system to kind of make it easy and eliminate that, that giant list of all you have to do's. Now for somebody that's driving a non-CDL vehicle, it's one owner operator, they're staying in trust state, the amount of compliance issues they have to deal with are minuscule. And it's something that they really could do on their own if they wanted to. Uh, but as you go, uh, uh, interstate, as you start driving a CDL vehicle, as you start hiring people, the list of stuff that you have to keep your hands on can grow and grow exponentially. 
So we give them a platform that allows them to organize their data, to store all of the compliance relevant data in one place. And then we let them know when something's coming up that they need to pay attention to. Uh, like I said, that, that all you have to do uh, phrase is that that's not allowed to be spoken when we talk about development for our program or, or kind of how we run our business, because we know that that's one thing our clients can't deal with. And so I, I love that phrase, that return on attention, because as a, as a business owner, you're, you're spread so thin and you have to manage so many different things and wear all of the hats that compliance and paperwork just feels like such a boring part. But it, it really is, you know, one of the most important pieces to running a business, because I think you said if you have one violation that it could potentially put you out of business. Is that is that correct? Yeah, and, it, and it depends on the violations as well. Um, you know, I mean, something small, you might get a slap on the wrist, you might get a monetary fine and, and just told, hey, you need to pick things up and take care of it. Uh, coming back from grabbing a sandwich today, I was on the phone with one of our clients and uh, he's got a truck stuck in Mississippi at a wrecker. Uh, his uh, driver got a citation for a brake issue in New York and didn't get it fixed. And, uh, and then got pulled over in Mississippi and they saw that he was cited. He didn't get it fixed. He's driving an unsafe vehicle. Uh, and everything steamrolled from there. And all the problems that he now has to deal with and the hit on his safety rating just because people didn't take care of that one little thing. So, I mean, it can be pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, that that sounds, I mean, it sounds like something that we've all done that, you know, hey, you know, you, you need to get something fixed and then you put it off, you put it off. And then before long, it comes back to to, to bite you in the ass. And, and for, I think for a lot of these company owners, you know, having a truck go down, you know, a driver go down, you know, for a week, that costs a lot of money. So I guess how does well, yeah. the, go, go ahead. Well, it's not just, it's not just the cost that you're losing. You know, you still have to pay your driver. You know, they're, they're expecting an income. Uh, you still have to pay your vendors. You still have uh, any previous invoices that are outstanding, but also most importantly is lost revenue. You've got loads booked. You've got clients that are depending on you. And this goes back to my previous life. I don't care what's wrong. I, I don't care why your truck's not. I, you said a truck was going to be here at eight o'clock. I've got a container of uh, equipment that needs to make it to California. Get it there. Uh, and, and if my carrier consistently can't perform that duty, I'm going to go find another one. So the impact is not just in specific straight line costs, but lost revenue or customer ill will. It can kind of spider out a little bit, I guess. And this might sound like a dumb question, but you know, you mentioned earlier about how you know the, this this driver got cited. So when he gets cited for you know a brake malfunction, who's responsible, I guess, for following up on that? Is it is this record keeping? Is it um, are you the the company owner keeping the records of these different violations, or is it basically just an honor system that you just hope that they you know will will let you know? Or is there any kind of I guess outside third party that? is monitoring, it's like DOT that is monitoring these citations. Tell me a little bit about how, I guess, how that process works with like the citation and, and rectifying the citation. So if I get a citation uh, for something that needs to be fixed, uh, there's a specific chain of events that I have to go through. I've got to take that citation. I've got to go get it, uh, the repair made. Uh, I've got to take the repair order that's signed off on by the guy that repaired it. I've got to uh, go visually inspect and verify myself as the driver that the repair was made or a company employee. Uh, and only then, once all of this is done, can I get back in the truck and start moving? And uh, And that's where kind of this difficult spot comes for these guys is the carrier has to trust the driver is communicating everything clearly. He has to know what's going on. He has to know that his driver is taking care of the things he's supposed to take care of. But the liability lies on the carrier. It's your DOT number. If one of your drivers screws up, it's your business that's going out of service. Yes, there will be repercussions for a driver, but it's still everything falls on that carrier. 
that's, uh, that's crazy that, you know, the one little thing that you might miss or that a driver might put off could really put you out of business. Now, now for a lot of these carriers that, you know, we said earlier in the show, oh, go ahead. No, I just want to unpack that a little bit. So this was a big deal, right? I mean, brakes, it's safety sensitive. Uh, he had a brake issue. He was driving an unsafe vehicle. I mean, it's a CDL vehicle. It was 50 some odd thousand pounds loaded up driving down the road. That's a pretty big missile. Um, but it could be even something small and stupid, like just not filing a biennial update uh, or not having the right record keeping that could put a truck or a company out of service uh, and, and all the issues that are associated with getting it corrected. And so that's, I, I would imagine that, you know, from, from listening to the interview and listening to the conversation here, that, that Fleet Drive 360, that is essentially your bread and butter, that you are making sure that they get notified, that they, they're, they're even the smallest paperwork or the, the smallest little thing that may have been missed by a lot of these carriers, you're making sure that that's front and center for them. Is that typically how it fits into their work day? Are they, you know, getting notified? Is this a, a platform that they have to check daily or weekly? Or is it really, you only hear from from your company whenever there's something that requires attention? So it depends on how deep they want to go. So we have a, a, a dashboard that shows them everything that's coming up, everything that is expired, any, any actions that they need to take. Uh, you've got your drug and alcohol module inside of that if they need their random testing pools or have a reasonable suspicion issue, anything like that. Um, but it's the notification system where we really shine. So just like any system, just like any program, hell, just like any vehicle, crap in, crap out. If you put the wrong gas in a vehicle, it's not going to run. Um, so assuming our clients have loaded their information correctly, uh, they've put all the right dates and all the right you know documents in, they're going to get notified in some cases a month or two months in advance, and in other cases 15 days in advance, seven days in advance, and then the day before an expiry, hey, something's up. Something's going on in your business with relation to compliance. You need to pay attention. You know, it's that, that kid jumping up and down and waving his hands. Hey, 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 over here, over here. And that's when it's time for them to put their attention on what we do. Um, they have access to the dashboard. They can see it anytime they want. But we really start jumping up and down, screaming with text message and email notifications as these expiring events start getting closer. Smart. I mean, I, it sounds like a, a safety net for a, a lot of these companies. And, and speaking of a safety net, you know, in, in that same interview, you were talking about how you also help companies with a DOT audit. And I can remember working in a, in a brokerage office or asset-based brokerage office. And when the DOT came in, it was, it was almost like the days of, you know, working at a restaurant, the health department's coming in. It's all hands on deck. Everybody's cleaning something. Everybody's doing something for, for DOT when they come in the office. How are you guys helping, you know, uh, maybe a company that is experiencing their first DOT audit? So we get a lot of new entrants and, and I want to give kind of some perspective on that. Our program is not made for new entrants, but we were really, really careful that we designed it to facilitate their needs. Not everybody is a giant company with, you know, 50 trucks out there. We'd certainly serve those companies. We have a number of them on board and we, we do a good job in our program for it. But we think about the little guy who doesn't know what he needs to know uh, and doesn't know all the things he has to do. I mean, there were 44,000 new entrance safety audits in 2020. Uh, 15,400 of those resulted in out-of-service orders. So sometimes we'll get guys right at the very beginning. Hey, I've just got my carrier. I know compliance is a thing because I've been driving for a bigger company. Uh, I want to get hooked up with you so I have a good foundation. And that's the number one thing we recommend. You can't build a house on a bad foundation. Uh, the other guys, we get calls. And, and one happened two days ago. I got a call from a guy. Hey, I got my new entrant audit letter in the mail. I have 20 days to upload all these documents and I haven't been doing anything. I don't know even what documents these are or what I need to keep or how to upload them. Where do I start? 
And that's where we begin our process when we get in. And we'll do a full audit of their entire compliance process, the system, the documents that they upload, uh, and make sure that they're compliant before they walk into that audit. I mean, it, it's it's stuff that you you, it's important. People put it on the back burner. They might not know right away that they need that, you know, the different levels of compliance. But it, it sounds like you guys are offering, you know, the perfect solution for a lot of these, you know, these small to medium sized businesses in order to keep up with the Joneses, keep up with the bigger guys. Um, where, all right, Nick, uh, final question. Where can folks, you know, maybe sign up for Fleet Drive 360, you know, follow more of your work, learn more about what you guys are offering? Uh, best way to get us 470 598 1501. That's our home number. Uh, also, fleetdrive360.com. We've got all the, the popular kids at school as far as the uh, social networks, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. So find us at Fleet Drive 360 there. Uh, but what we'd really encourage people, pick up the phone and call us, uh, send us an email and just say, this is what my problem is. Uh, this is what I'm facing. This is what I'm struggling with. And we can pick up the conversation from there. Uh, and if you don't mind, I think I just make one more point. You don't have to sure. use us for every aspect of the compliance world. Uh, you mm-hmm. can pick and choose. So we have drug and alcohol consortiums. We can build DQ files with our system. There's a lot of things we can do. Uh, but the only thing that we have to charge for, if, if you want to get into our system, it's $5 per driver per month. And that gets them into the system. It allows them to use our notifications platform. It allows them to upload and organize their documents and make sure that they're ready for these audits. How far they go beyond that is just up to what their needs are. I love that. So you you mentioned earlier about helping them with the foundation and helping them grow as they grow, it sounds like, at a very, very affordable rate, which, you know, if you obviously don't use it, then it'll probably cost you a lot more in the long run. So thank you, Nick, so much for, for that perspective. It's really, really important. Thank you very much for having us. Absolutely. hope you enjoyed that episode of Everything is Logistics, a podcast by Digital Dispatch, where we help your company build a better website. And speaking of my company, I founded it back in 2018, but we recently streamlined our website services plans. So if you want to check out how we can help you and your marketing team build a better website and connect those ROI goals, then go visit digitaldispatch.io. You can also check out past episodes of this show and every show by hitting up the resources page on digitaldispatch.io or on everythingislogistics.com. I do some freelance content projects for select clients. And if you liked this show, then you might like some of the other content projects that I've worked on, like Cyberly, Maritime Means, and more. But until next time, I'm Blake Brumleave, and I will see you real soon. Go Jags!